Hey everyone, I'm back and proud to announce a new sponsor of the podcast, Young Living Essential Oils. These oils are great and have a wide range of use. For those who listen to my basketball podcast, Strictly Hoop Talk, they have oils that help relax, relieve, and heal your muscles. And for those of you that listen to my hip-hop podcast, Strictly Hip-Hop, and love music like me, or if you're a college student like me dealing with a lot of stress, they have essential oils that help your mood and emotions. There is scientific proof that these essential oils are a healthier alternative than the prescribed medications, and the proof is in their seed-to-seal promise that every oil is natural from their farms and fully tested before it is shipped. If you still need more proof, I've tried these oils myself and noticed a great difference, and my friends have too. You guys know Nick Keel from my Strictly Hip Hop podcast, right? He uses these oils all the time for everything from writing music to relaxing to focusing, and he swears by it. Again, he uses these oils every single day. I'm not joking. To get more information and purchase these oils, contact Teresa. Her email will be in the description. And if you want to purchase an everyday starter kit, check the description of the podcast for the link. And remember, the information is not intended to treat or prevent disease or is a substitute for medical treatment or advice. Young Living is not sharing here as medical doctors, but they are here to teach you about health and support for your systems and to keep your body fit and well. back to the strictly hip-hop podcast as always i'm your host chris platty and you know what before i even get into all the other stuff man why don't i just introduce my guest y'all know who he is if if you fuck with this podcast and you don't know who this man is you're living under a rock it's it's my guy the go-to the go-to co-host will gill will what's up man what up man i feel like uh like i like my name should be in this podcast or something because I've been on this uh strictly hip hop for a cool minute now and uh, I'm always happy to be on. Hey, you etched in stone, my brother. You in the you in the you in the strictly hip hop <laughs> hall of fame for sure. Uh, Thank you. Life goes. Life goes. <laughs> hey, man. Glad to help. And uh, before we even get into uh this podcast, uh, check out his podcast real quick. Uh, the hip hop review podcast. Uh, I've been fucking with that for a minute. Um, him and Vontae dropping some dope shit, and he's working right now on on a Lil Wayne dedication mixtape run, which is really dope. Um, bunch of, it, it. I mean, Wayne has one of the best, if not the best, mixtape discography in the game. So, um, I'm really glad that somebody's doing. At minimum, he has the longest. <laughs> at, right. At minimum, he has the longest. I remember when me and you were talking about doing, <laughs> doing a rank at Wayne's discography, and you know, I, I I started doing my research. I was like, oh hell no, because like I knew about some of the series, but then I was like, damn, I forgot about this series. He had he has like eight series of mixtapes. <laughs> but yeah, you could get Wayne on 
with all these mixtapes for sure. Yeah, coming in strong with the puns, but all right. So um, before we before we get into one last thing, before we get into this Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap album review, I do want to apologize in advance for uh, for not dropping a lot of content this uh, this year so far in 2018. Uh, it's been a busy it's been busy with school and stuff, but you know I'm getting back on my grind. I'm finally able to. Now that I'm about halfway through the semester, I've been able to kind of figure out where my um, where my time where my free time lies and everything. So I'm getting back on it. I'm recording. This is Tuesday. I'm recording an NBA podcast as well later today. So you're getting two podcasts from me this week. So um, and then I'm hoping to kind of continue and rebuild that content because you know I know I know it's I know it's been slacking um, at least to, at least to my standards at least to my liking. So. Uh, don't worry, we got a lot of dope stuff coming up. Of course, the NBA playoffs are around the corner, and uh, now I can see these hip hop releases are starting to kick up a notch. So we're gonna get back to some hip hop uh, album review shit. But let's jump into Nipsey Hustle, the long-awaited, long-anticipated Victory Lap album review here. Okay, so some background info on Nipsey. Uh, Nipsey Hustle is an independent West Coast rapper and businessman. Uh, from LA, more specifically Crenshaw, um, he he lets you know that very he lets you know that very abundantly. Um, he's most famous for selling a thousand copies of a hundred dollar mixtape in 2013. I mean, making a hundred k off a of mixtape that's just that that's some next that's some next level business shit. Uh, Victory Lap maybe his debut, but again, Nip's a veteran. He's been in this game a while. He started making waves in 05 with his first official mixtape under the name Nipsey Hustle and launched his independent label. After building buzz for a few years, he signed to Epic Records and uh, Cinematic Music Group, where he went on to release a string of mixtapes and collaborate with fellow emerging artists like Drake, as well as OGs like Snoop Dogg. But due to the high turnover um, at Epic Records, Nipsey felt he lost the support of those who brought him in the label, so he chose to go back to being independent. It was a mutual split um, by both sides, so um, there was no real bad blood there. By 2013, Nipsey began working on Victory Lap, but decided to hold it to his debut album. So in the meantime, he released projects like Crenshaw to build up his debut uh, where he, where, while he looked for a major to partner with. Um, and so when it finally dropped, this album debuted at number four on the Billboard 200 uh, with 53,000 equivalent album sales. And to no surprise to Nipsey and his brand, roughly 60% of those sales were pure album sales, which, again, shows how strong his fan base is because that's an impressive portion. All money want... in. Hey, man, if you want to compare, I was looking up the numbers. If you want to compare it to Migos, Migos had only 19% of their first week sales as pure album sales, you know, so um, really shows the power and the brand of Nipsey Hussle that he has um, on his fans. And uh, the album features a solid guest list uh, comprised of artists like Kendrick Lamar, YG, Puff, CeeLo Green, as well as vocalists like uh, Stacey, Jay Black, and others. And uh, the production team is crazy as well. DJ Khalil. Uh, Mike and Keys, Murder Beats, Rents, My Guy Sap, and many others. So, um, so yeah. So overall, overall, lots of uh, lots of lots of lots <coughs> of investment put into this uh, to this album. You get uh, Kendrick features, you get Murder Beats production, you get all these all these sorts of things. So 
Um, there was definitely high expectations coming into this project. Uh, Will, what were your expectations coming into this project? Uh, expectations were high. Let's just say that. Um, right. This was supposed to be pretty much the follow-up of the Marathon series, which I believe is, to me personally, it's his best mixtape series out of like all the mixtapes he's dropped. Uh, that's when he was, I would say, one of my favorite rappers. Uh, at one point, he was up there for me personally with the Coles, Kendricks, uh, Wiz, when everybody, Big Sean, when everybody was going on their mixtape runs uh, in like the early mid 2000s, 2010s, I mean. He was he was up there with them, and then, uh, like you said on the background check, it's, it's he had that problem with his label. So after that happened, I think it kind of pushed him back a little bit. And then this uh, victory lap album to me is kind of him trying to put his name back into the fold to be talked about like the heavy hitters in hip hop. And so yeah, that's what victory lap is to me is like him reintroducing himself to the mass public and say, hey, remember me? Remember the guy from the Double XL uh, cover? The guy that was grinding mixtapes that was coming up on Wiz and Kendrick and Cole was all coming up? This is me. This the this the victory lap. And uh, Nipsey Hussle, I wouldn't say he's my favorite rapper, but he's a rapper that I just hands down respect. I respect the way he moves. I respect the things he says in his uh, lyrics. I believe everything he says. So uh, hats off to Nip, man. Uh, he always gets love over here. Yeah, man. Nip, uh, Nip's a dope dude. I've been, I've been following him not as long as you, but um, he was that dude that um, the last like two, three years, man. Everyone kept saying, "All right, victory lap, victory lap." Like I kept hearing that, and I'm like, "Now was it the most familiar with Nip? Like I knew, I knew his work. I didn't know all his mixtapes. I didn't know everything about him, but." Um, he was that he was that dude that people kept saying, "Watch, this is the next underdog that's gonna come out." You know what I'm saying? Every year, hip hop has like that breakthrough underdog type guy, and you know, every year they were like, "This Nip's year, this Nip's year." When they were getting ready for um, Victory Lap, so I had a lot of I had a lot of high expectations. Uh, pretty much everyone I trusted in the industry, everyone's opinion I respected, uh, um, also had high praise for Nip. So. I was very excited to jump into the album, but let's jump into the tracks now. So, Will Gill, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, give me, give me one of your highlight tracks. Okay, thank you. So, there's like there's 16 songs on this album, and then from my first listen to my last listen, this song has pretty much just been my favorite song on the album, and it's track number five, "Dedication." Uh, from the bouncy, modern, West Coast sound of the instrumental to the strong hook, dedication, hard work, plus patience. The hook is like a punch in the chest with motivation. The way um, the production layers Nipsey's vocals when he uh, says dedication makes a world of difference for a simple hook. Uh, that dedication, when he brings it in, really hits you in the chest. The verse you get from uh, Kendrick and Nip are self-driven, self-reflected, full of pride. Kendrick's verse is hot, per usual, yeah. minor setback for major comeback. That's my favorite. Uh, and the, the track hosts some of my favorite verses from Nip. His first verse, he drops the bar, Tupac of my generation, Blue Pill in the fucking Matrix, Red Rose in the Gray Pavement. 
to me on this track, Nipsey Hussle is on his Tupac Me Against the World shit. So make sure you check this track out. Uh, track five, Dedication. Definitely one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, man, I'm a co-sign everything you just said because, I mean, that track is just dope. I mean, again, that motivation and I'll say I'll probably be saying motivation and inspiration a lot on this uh, on this podcast <laughs> because, you know, that's what Nip really uh, that's what Nip really builds his brand on. But um, just to I mean, I really don't got much to say other than the fact that I did want to add that this was this was the only song on the entire album where Nipsey wasn't the shiny moment for me, and that was just because Kendrick, like, absolutely snapped on, on his verse. Um, again, not saying, Nip, not saying Nip was bad or anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Nip had the spotlight on, on every song of this album, except for this one, If I, in my opinion. Like, uh, so, I, I don't know. Did you feel that way or no? No, I didn't feel that way, but I could feel how somebody could feel that way just because when Kendrick gets on a song, he kind of elbows elbows a- uh, whoever song it is for space. Like, Kendrick just, he yeah. has a voice. Uh, his name carries weight. So, like, I could see how somebody could feel that way. But I've been riding with Nipsey for so long now that, you know, they're not eye to eye, but uh, Nipsey having two verses. And like I said, to me, Nipsey is on some Tupac Me Against the World shit. Yeah. And then uh, for me, Kendrick's verse is more like just bigging up Nipsey. Like a lot of things Kendrick right. said on his verse was just saying, hey, listen to this man, Nipsey. So uh, yeah. for me, I didn't feel that way, but I definitely get it. Yeah, which was which was really dope, too. You know how he talks about how he talks about who gives a fuck what what side of the what side of the gang gang war Nipsey's on. Like he's a man first, you know what I'm saying? Talking about talking about black businesses and all that like what Kendrick what Kendrick snapped those yeah. bars I was like oh I was like oh yes Kendrick it was it was dope because yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a real dope moment because you know like Nipsey isn't obviously at the level of superstardom that Kendrick is so like Kendrick coming on and having a whole verse just kind of bigging up like uh, up Nip is is real dope because I think that makes it a lot of people who might not have known Nipsey or whatever uh, coming into this project, when they hear that song, if they hear their boy Kendrick, because you know how Kendrick fans ride for Kendrick, so um, you know hearing hearing Kendrick like spit high praise for Nipsey was probably was probably like the best thing Nipsey could have asked for on on this album from a fe- yeah. from a Kendrick feature. Definitely. But all right, Definitely. so let's jump to my favorite or one of my favorites, and I'm gonna start with. Uh, to no surprise for those of you that listen to my podcast, I'm going to start with the intro track. Uh, y'all know I love to start with intro tracks. Y'all know I value intro and closing tracks very highly whenever I'm reviewing albums. So um, I want to jump to Victory Lap, a dope instrumental. Shout out to my boy Sap once again. Sap, JMO Neat. Sap is a self, self-employed album. That shit's fire. Sap is an amazing producer slash rapper. Um and he also had some. He also had this dope track with Nas and Rick Ross uh, on uh, Rick Ross's album, which was dope. But anyways, um, it's a it's an awesome start to the album. It totally sets the tone. Stacy did a great job with their vocals, which really gave the beat like a, a moody kind of airy feeling, um, almost almost a little almost a little bit spacious. And um, her lines are actually borrowed from a movie. I'm blanking on the movie at the moment. I can I can look that up. But um, the the bridge the bridge that she sings is uh is borrowed from the movie here I got it right here uh 
main streets or mean streets sorry mean streets and um uh which is basically like a uh, a gangster movie and whatever and um and so that's according to genius i didn't actually i didn't actually know that but anyways it sounds dope um again it really sets the tone i don't got much to add it's kind of a simple um it's kind of a simple uh song dive there's not to me there's not really there's not really much to add other than other than Nipsey comes in with his uh comes in just perfectly right off the beat. The first bars you hear from Nips on this whole album is I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it, no kidding. You know what I'm saying? So he hits you right in the chest from the yeah. very beginning with that with that ambitious, you know what I'm saying, go getter type uh type rap. So I really fuck with it. Uh and, and the way the beat builds and breaks, I think uh I think really uh, caters to Nipsey and his and his flow and um and, and the message that he's he's putting um he's putting in this song, which again is just being ambitious. Um, you know what I'm saying? Finally arriving, making this it, this track makes it really feel like it like he's arriving, like this is his moment. He's here, and again the beat just does a great job at complementing that with this with because it's uh, the beat is just so soft. And uh, kind of lets Nipsey shine and do his thing. What did you think of the Victory Lab intro? Yeah, I co-signed with you. Um, I think this song is set for only one thing and one thing only. It's just it's clearly just a tone setter. Uh, this song, when I hear it, I kind of visualize you know the like in a Western movie where they're about to have a draw off, and then it gets kind of silent, and there's like tumbleweeds going down the the dirt. And then, you know, something serious is about to happen before, like, a quick draw match or something like that. That's what kind of um, vibe I get from the start of this album, Victory Lap. It's, like, it's airy. It's dramatic. It kind of uh, lets you know that something serious is about to happen. And then uh, Victory Lap does a great job of just setting the tone for the rest of the album. Yeah, man. Shout out to my boy, Sap. You know I'm never going to miss the opportunity to shout out my boy, Sap. <laughs> but uh... Shout out, Sap. But, uh, yo, so I'll let you jump into your next track. What's your next track you want to talk about on this album here? Okay, for me, uh, I'm just going to go down the line. I'll go down to track number three, last time that I checked. Oof. And this song is just a it's just a certified banger, all right? <laughs> right. There's, there's nothing to uh, get too crazy about. Uh, the record has that West Coast bounce, and that's just a must when you got Nipsey and YG coming together on the record. It's only right. Nip is just breaking down his come up in the game. Hashtag all money in. The best investment is the investment in self, and that's what Nip is always kicking. YG's, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. That's why uh, I didn't bring this track up first. I felt like YG's verse could have been a little bit tougher, but still solid verse. And uh, it's always good for LA and gang culture when these two work together because if you banging, you ain't got to pick between the two. And secondly, uh, them working together represents that, you know, it's cool to come together, whether you have these kind of issues, you could keep street shit in the streets and you can have business with business. And uh, the YG and Nipsey collabs, they uh, they are just more than uh, features on our album. And I'll just leave it at that. And uh, the song's just a certified banger. Yeah, man. Um I echo everything you just said. Like when I heard this beat drop, I was like, "Oh, this is YG for sure." Like when when that beat yeah. came on, when that beat came on, I was like, "Oh, YG's YG's coming on this one for sure, bro." I didn't even 
he could have he could have just hid the YG feature like some artists do, and I still would have known that YG was coming as soon as that beat dropped. Um, <laughs> but Word. but yo, um, so I actually caught this NPR interview Nipsey had. Uh, again, it was with NPR, and he was talking about um, he was talking about this song specifically, and um, he said, "quote I wanted to create something for the West Coast that they felt was specifically for them." And I'm sure it won't stop there, but I do feel like it's going to belong to the coast. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to do that. I referenced the Jeezy line last time that I checked. I was a man on these streets, so I started with the idea and remembered how that was an important moment for Jeezy. I wanted to create an anthem for the streets in my generation. A lot of us were raised off these principles that we got from Jay Z catalog or Tupac catalog, and later on the Jeezy catalog or the E40 catalog. There were jewels in that if you really live by them your life will benefit and your financial status will benefit. So, um, so that's kind of where the inspiration and, and that's really dope. Um, until I heard that yeah. interview and me being from Cali, I would say everything he said was all factual. Like <laughs> everybody right. feel that way out here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, I think that was, I think that was dope. I mean, to me, you know, like, again, when I first heard that, I probably felt like you did where it's just like, Oh, this is an anthem. This is going to go type thing um this is definitely a streets record but um uh, you know i never really i re- never really connected it to the jeezy and and thug motivation is actually the first cd i ever bought the first rap cd i ever bought so shout out to jeezy for that um that album's a classic for sure yeah. <laughs> jeezy ad libs <laughs> jeezy was jeezy was a monster bro he was ahead of his time for sure but um <laughs> But yeah, so I just I just thought it was really dope. I thought um, I thought that again having having it, it made so much more sense having YG then come come on it too, and then kind of like you know unite the gangs and all that. And um, it and Nip Nip and YG go to to speak on what you, what you said. Like they go they go real tight. Like um, I think Nipsey was talking on the Breakfast Club, and he said like he said like that their moms like know each other. So it's like a real deep like. It's not just like a, it's not just like a, oh, you're a rapper, I fuck with you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. real genuine uh, relationship. So, so it was dope that these two could come together for an anthem. But um, to close my thoughts on this, I did agree with you that the YG verse was, it was okay. But to me, it was a little bit of a letdown. I, I kind of expected more from yeah. YG coming off still brazy, which was just so fire. So, um, yeah, man, I mean. Overall, though, great song, definitely a banger, definitely one of the standouts, um, and and perfect placement with it being the third third song on the on the track on the album, so it just hits you right away. So um, that that was really dope. So dope track, man, dope track. I I fuck with it. Wait, wait, wait. You want to get into yours, Platty? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm gonna go to Young. Can't say that, so I'm gonna say Young ones. <laughs> young ones um the song <laughs> the song features uh the the only word you'll never catch me saying on this podcast or in real life uh the song features the dope curtis mayfield sample famously used by kanye west jesus and jesus walks as well as other hip-hop artists have used it like pocket big um so like it's it's just a famous sample again it's a sample i can't say on here but uh but uh, as soon as you listen to this song, you'll know you've heard you know you'll know you've heard it from uh, before. It's a very obvious sample use, uh, very popular. I think it's been used by like forty different hip hop artists. It's super big. But uh, anyways, 
the other dope sample in this is Party Next Door, which I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know who those because uh, I didn't really. I don't really listen to Party Next Door like that. But um, but the, those vocals that he has like on the hook are just so dope. Uh, they give a nice touch to the record. Diddy also appears on the record too, talking. Uh, and his vocals kind of almost serve as ad libs, like but like he's coaching Nipsey, uh, like he's coaching him on by saying shit like like after after Nipsey, you know, after every bar, uh, uh, Puff will come in and be like, "Let's go, don't stop." But um, but if we're being if we're being for real here, Puff might have the hardest ad lib flex I've ever heard in, in hip hop. He said. Um, uh, okay, so Nip said, Nip said, fuck a Ford dealership, we up in Forbes, and Puff says, number one motherfuckers every year. That's hard, man. That's hard, because, <laughs> because every, every year the Forbes list comes out for hip-hop, and he's always number one, and that guy comes in with the alley saying, number one motherfuckers every year. That's so hard, man. That's, take that's that, a, take that. That's the hard... <laughs> That's the hardest ad lib I've ever heard, bro. I swear. Um, yeah. And so Pe- the se- people thought uh, Diddy was ad lib when he said uh, "can't stop, won't stop," but he was really living that shit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "This really motherfucker don't stop." <laughs> and, um, and, and so I wanted to read part of the second verse too, because um, the second verse or the second part of the verse, um, when, when Nipsey just goes in is. It's just crazy. So give me a second here to find it. Um, it's uh, uh, where do I want to start? Um, um, let's see here. Give me one second to find this. Damn, I thought I had it pulled up, but here I here I am looking for it still. Damn, I can't find it. I can't find it. Why can't I find it right now? But anyways. Um, anyways, that, okay, here we go. Um, it's right around here. Right around here. Damn, never mind. Alright, fuck it, I can't, I can't find it, I don't know why I can't find it right now. Choking under the pressure here. Uh, but it was, it, <laughs> it was so, it was so dope, man. Um, it it was so dope the way the way he came in, you know, talking about uh um lost money out the gate, uh many days in the studio we slave, but the shit we gotta save. Starting in yeah, here we go, I found it. So, um out the gate lost count many days in the studio we slave, but the shit we gotta save. Uh starting it starting in the space that you fish it for a phase, inspired in your mind is still it's all paper chase. First you dedicate, then you notice that you're great, and you bend the whole time, and it slap you in your face, and you stack it in your safe, get, got it cracking, it was fate. You the definition, homie, laughing to the bank. I'm the master of my fate, plus I'm the type of dude to own the master to my tape. Bro, I mean, if that shit, the way he delivers it, bro, that that's like the most motivational, like, bars you'll ever get, like, on this whole album. This shit, it... it it is so crazy the way the beat strips when he's delivering those bars too. Uh, it's just really just like again, like you said, I love the analogy you said earlier where it just hits you in your chest because it really does. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's so inspirational because he's talking about you know you dead you over dedicate and then you notice that you're great and you bend the whole time and it slaps you in your face. 
Now you now you the definition, homie, laughing to the bank. Like that's crazy, dude. Uh hustle just... in the motherfucking house. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. The hustle ain't just a name. You know, like all money in this dude Nipsey Hustle certified. Like if you want motivation, you want to keep get a little uh extra set on your workout, go ahead and throw this uh throw this record on. <laughs> and bro, he follows that up with he follows that up with never taught taught how to drink. I just leave to the lake. Damn. Dude, that bar that yeah. bar is so hard. You know what I'm saying? I've never been the type to drink. I've never yeah. been a follower. I'm just the type to lead the way to the lake. And damn. So um glad I finally found it. it. Took me a minute, but I found it. Those bars were um those bars are my favorite bars of the whole album. Uh Nipsey just really delivered. Uh the song is by far my favorite. And uh, that's no knock because we'll get into the other songs that I really like coming up later. But yeah, man, this uh, this was this was a dope track. This is by far my favorite track. Is there anything you want to add to it? Where, uh, yeah, you pretty much covered it all. I would just say shout out uh, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy, whatever he's going by right now. Uh, he pretty much got to hand select what song he wanted to hop on and ad lib on. And so shout out to Diddy for picking uh, Young Ones as the track he wants to go on. Old ass fool. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. It was it was a real dope moment. Uh just having his presence like he I, I like the fact that he didn't that he chose not to rap. He just chose to be in the background as like an OG slash coach slash mentor type thing. So um Yeah. So I really like that. I really like that he did that. I think it kind of makes it more powerful because, you know, it's all about it kind of it kind of gives the record a, a full set of life beyond the music because you know what I'm saying it it goes to beyond the music it's more about it's more about the business as opposed to the rapping and stuff like that and like the success and the motivation the drive so I really fuck with that song that song is one of my go-to motivation songs and probably will be for the rest of my life oh and I did want to say one more thing on that actually uh, the story about the hundred k was real. Uh, so he talked about it at the Breakfast Club interview. He buried 100k cash, and I think it was either his backyard or, or like his brother's or something. But when he went to dig it up, uh, it was all stuck together and moldy. So him and his fam spent all night trying to blow dry it and salvage it, but only a small portion was salvaged. And um, so go go check out the Breakfast Club interview if you haven't with Nipsey, because that was a great one. And he really kind of talked about in depth how you know that that really happened. You know, when he was just a young dude trying to get on, he had 100K cash buried in his backyard, and he lost most of it because it was, like, molded and everything. And, you know, he talked about how how, how much that just, yeah, how much that, sh- that just that just hurt. So, um, so yeah, so that was dope. Um, that, that, was a, that was a dope little uh, story that he went on the Breakfast Club to tell. But, anyways, I'm done with this track. As you could tell, I could go on for minutes, so uh, I'll let you. I'll let you <laughs> take the floor. What's your next track, bro? Cool. I want to jump into uh, track number six, "Blue Laces," and this is just a song you throw on that you just smoke to, listen and vibe. There's so many bars throughout this record. If you catch it like mid smoking session, it's gonna spark something in your mind. The bar, uh, they killed Dr. Seppi. He was teaching health. I fuck with Rick Ross because he was teaching wealth. Dr. Seppi, he pushed uh, herbal supplements and healthy lifestyle to cure sickness. Rumored to uh, cure cure uh, 
come up with a cure for AIDS, but was locked up in 2016 and died when he was in jail. There's a lot of rumors about the government having their hands in it. I don't really know what the fuck was going on, so <laughs> Google it if you want to. But just the fact that, you know, Nipsey Hussle has a bar like that and his song kind of, you know, maybe one, maybe it helps open somebody's eyes that been asleep for too long and they could figure something out. So that's a strong bar in there. And the real reason I fuck with Blue Laces too is uh, the last verse on this track, the storytelling Nipsey has uh, with his buddy getting shot. And then he talks about uh, they're, they're in the back seat. He's telling his homie, like, you really going to be respected now that he's shy, you know, trying to be the homie, trying to be lighthearted with the hard situation that just happened. I felt like the storytelling in that verse was perfectly written. It felt like a powerful scene in a good movie. So mm -hmm. Blue Laces 2, that last verse, I felt was uh, some of the best storytelling I've ever heard from Nip. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, agreed. Again, my 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 Nip experience doesn't go back ex as extensively as yours, but uh, I totally I totally agree with that statement about the storytelling. That's really dope. And I wanted to um, that's actually what I what I wanted to highlight from this record as well. Again, um, Nip does this a lot through the album where he strips a beat and it's just kind of the bare essentials of the beat, and he's just rapping over it. And it kind of it kind of just again like shines the spotlight on him and his words and makes you have to totally pay attention to what he's saying. And um, to me, this is one of the most compelling moments on an album full of compelling moments. Uh, Nipsey's message <laughs> message of ambition, independence, motivation are kind of like dependent on your ability to buy into Nipsey Hustle the person and the song because nobody wants to hear a super successful person talk about being successful if they don't have that kind of everyday relatability to them. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, like to do it for an example, like if, if you're, if you're into the superhero, uh, shit, like to buy into Superman, you need Kent Clark or Clark Kent. You know what I'm saying? Like you need that character that makes him feel relatable. That makes superhero or Superman feel, feel human. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, Nipsey, this is one of those moments where you really feel for him and it, and it allows um, it allows you to have relatability to him, which helps like connect his message with the audience. So I think that's really dope because a lot of times I look at and, and I don't mean this in the disrespectful way it's going to come off as, but I look at a lot of these rappers as almost characters in a way. Like like I I gotta I gotta kind of like I gotta I gotta buy into you. I gotta have I gotta have something. You can't just be talking shit if you know like I. I, I can't relate if there's nothing if there's nothing uh relatable behind it you know what I'm saying and so um if there's if there's nothing like human behind it and this is like a real human experience that shootout they talk about with this homie and so uh, that to me that to me is really dope and helps and, and and if anybody's struggling to buy into Nipsey and his message of ambition independence and motivation this is definitely the track to uh to throw on and listen to where where all right so i'll jump to my final track and that is hustle and motivate so man this shit's crazy um in that same breakfast club interview uh nip spoke on the famous jay-z hard not light life baseline sample he used again that sample is so obvious uh right when it comes on you know 
you know that that that's the sample he's using. Um, but he said it, he said on the Breakfast Club that he had to clear it with Jay Z because when Jay Z cleared the original sample from Annie, he made the agreement that every other rap artist after him could use the sample. And that's crazy because that's in yeah. What year is Hard Knock Life? That's what two thousand. Right, two thousand one. Oh, yeah, I want to say two thousand one. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, cause uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. So um, so yeah, and and that was like Jay Z's like for real superstar, like first like superstar hit type thing. So um, so again, the fact that Jay Z at the beginning of his career had the knowledge, had the foresight to be able to be like. Now nah, every after now if I clear this sample, um, that means everybody after me. Of course, you still have to get it. Um, you still have to get it uh, cleared, but um, every every rapper after me has the ability to use this sample, and so that's that's yeah, a really Hove dope. did that. Man, Hove is for the people. Hove did that, so everybody. you didn't have to go through that. Yeah, I'm Hove did that, so everybody. you didn't have to go through that. Or <laughs> so. Um, Man, this shit's the ultimate. Uh, this shit's the ultimate gym anthem. Like, if you throw it on for a good workout, for a good whatever, bro. Like, this is like this is one of the king tracks of motivation. This is like, this is. I mean, again, the whole album's motivational, but this is that one that you can throw on, like when you're around homies and stuff, and motivate. Like the those other ones, like like Blue Laces. Again, that's kind of more personal. Like, you gotta be kind of like in your own zone to vibe and and get the motivation from. This is that one that you could play like just wherever around whoever and you're going to get them you're going to get them fully motivated. And once again, he connects a line he used a young one saying, "Lead to the lake if they want to fish." So again, Nipsey's just this is just dope, bro. He's he he's he's so dope to me and uh this song is like this song is like a key uh uh like a standout record for me 100% word and then for me like nipsey hustle i'm here for those two words of this title track i'm here for the hustle and i'm here for the motivation you know right. and then, like the song's called hustle and motivate so how can you not fuck with it and uh as you're breaking down the um this track use the word obvious about like uh this jay-z sample and like i like the way that production did make this sample obvious it's like uh mm-hmm. as soon as the record starts for like 15 seconds all you get is this piano sample. And yeah. so it's like, it's up front with it. It's not trying to hide the sample, like be tricky. It's just like up front, like, hey, here's the hard knock life sample. And <laughs> right. here's kind of uh, Nipsey, here's Nipsey Hussle's kind of version of uh, Jay-Z's hard knock life. Cause it, it's kind of like the same concept on both records where right. Jay on hard knock life uh, shows to come up in a cool braggadocious laid back, you know the only way jay-z can nip kind of does the same thing but in nipsey's way where it's like direct it's plain english you feel and hear everything he's saying so man hustle and motivate i say if you're not a nipsey fan and you don't know anything about this guy that might be the track you need to hop just like straight into and you kind of get the get everything nipsey is as an artist kind of in that track right there a hundred percent that's the one song you can um that's the one song you can really throw on and be like, look, this is all Nipsey's about. Like, if you don't like this song, you're probably not going to like his music. You know, like, I think that's yeah. a very fair, uh, fair statement. So, again, 
Hustle Motivate, standout record for sure. Dope track. Let's get into our overall thoughts. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I got I got this album at an 8 out of 10. Uh, first eight tracks are pure fire um, all the way from all the way from victory lap to status symbol three just absolute fire no skips amazing um, second half does not maintain that super high pace um, however this album does not contain a whack song uh, it's very solid very consistent um, again especially those eight first eight tracks are all individually amazing and and collectively amazing as well and then the, and then the rest of the project um which is the other eight tracks including the two bonus tracks um uh, again none of them are whack by any means but they're, they're just not as standout as the first eight to me in my opinion but um this is one of the most consistent projects in recent memory for me this album sonically does a great job at sounding cohesive without getting boring or bland uh the element the, the album delivers in every way from the West Coast aggressive bangers like Rap, Rap Ones, and Last Time That I Checked, to smooth late night ambition, cruising the whip type tracks like Blue Laces 2 and Young Ones, to the workout anthem, Hustle and Motivate. Although all these tracks are sonically different, the theme and the feeling of the music is the same. Uh, this album feels just like you said, kind of West Coast as fuck with those synths, those drum patterns, everything. Um, there's a lot of West Coast elements in in all this music. You you hear it, and even if you don't know how to describe music or whatever, you just you hear it, and if you know anything about hip hop, you know it's a West Coast album right away. Um, you don't even have to hear his lyrics to understand that. Again, the sonics of it is just West Coast as hell. Nipsey was snapping this whole album. I never felt a weak verse on here personally. There were some okay ones, but nothing I heard was whack. The hooks were entertaining as hell, even though a lot of them, like you said earlier in the podcast, were simple. Um, they were so in sync with the song and the structure of the music that it made everything flow effortlessly. And again, uh, the way the way he's able to deliver his hooks was really impressive. Um, again, every 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 hook felt like it was hitting you in your chest, and uh, that was a that was a real dope feeling. And that's what a simple hook has to do. If it's simple, it's gotta. It's got to really hit you to to work. Um, I could see the argument saying that he says the same same things in every track, and I literally kind of proved he did in the podcast with the with the whole lake line. But I'm cool with it because his delivery and the sonics of the album make e each message feel just as fresh as the last. Um, to me, to conclude, this is the best album by far in 2018, and I'm sure this will be a heavy hitter all year. For me, this set the bar high for the rest of 2018. Will and my favorites, uh, hustle and motivate young ones. Last time that I checked, and status symbol three. So, tell me, uh, tell me, Will Gill, what are your thoughts? What's your rating? What's your thoughts on the album? What are your favorite tracks? All right. Well, uh, on the interview, I forgot where it was that Nipsey said there's pretty much two type of artists right now. He said there's a single artist where they'd be able to create just like huge records, big songs. And then there's artists that create albums where they don't necessarily have singles, but they put out great albums that are respected by the culture. And uh, Nipsey said he's trying to be the latter. He wants to be that artist that puts out great albums. And uh, for his debut album, I want to say he put a great step forward. I feel uh, like this album is smartly constructed. Like uh, the, like you said, this album is loaded with features. 
You got Puff Daddy just ad-libbing, which was smart. You got YG on this album just to bring out that balance for the coast. Kendrick Lamar is the superstar stamp. You got CeeLo Green on Loaded Basis, who like brings like a poetry-type feel to the album. Uh, you have Belly on Double Up. I felt like uh, Belly, like even though he had a small part in this album, he's only singing about half the hook. He sings like light autotune. Uh, he brings like light autotune singing to the album. And I felt like that was missing. And so um, he kind of, Belly brings something that younger listeners that are used to that light autotune singing sound, they have something to grab onto. So when I just look at this album, it's just smartly constructed. This is constructed yeah. with somebody that had a vision. They executed their vision. Uh, the when people are saying Nipsey are, is saying the same thing on every song, uh, I just don't see it. I, I, I just don't believe that that's true. Uh, yeah, maybe he leans on motivation, but name me a rapper that don't lean on the subject. You know, this is what makes Nipsey hustle him. He literally has right. the word hustle in his rap name. So what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> right. And let's I give this album. Like, a, I was just going to say, let's not, go let's ahead. not act like, let's not act like Pusha T is not one of the coldest rappers. <laughs> like, and, and yeah, he does, so and he, I, does it way, he does it way more than Nipsey and, and on a different subject, yes. but still. Yeah, so Anyways, to me, sorry. if you're if you're nip, no, it's all good. If your nitpick is um, on this album, is that maybe he's a little repetitive? I want to say, <laughs> what 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 rapper isn't a little repetitive? And I don't even think he is. And I think this album is a nine out of ten. It's definitely not a classic, but like you said, there is no whack song. There is no whack verse. And so uh, I don't I honestly don't know what else would you you would want from uh from an album. Yes, instrumentally, this album is West Coast leaning, but even like the way they did the production, like only on I would say two or three tracks is like the West Coast production production super prominent. I think the rest mm -hmm. of the time it's kind of like a it's West there. Coast piano in the back, West Coast drums. It's there, but like you really have to know what you're listening to to know that it's there. So uh I don't think this album is regional. Uh, Victory Lap, I would say, as a Nipsey fan who's been waiting for this since the marathon, it was well worth the wait. It does taper off a little bit at the end, but when I do think about like a Victory Lap, you know, it's a strong start and then kind of slow down and just kind of ride out, enjoy enjoy the process. And uh, Victory Lap, one of the best albums I've heard in a while, nine out of ten. Yeah, man, it's amazing, man. It's it's amazing. I mean. You guys know how dope 2017 was for hip hop, and I'm telling you, it would it would be it would be right there in contention among the top ten, top five albums of the year last year if it if it dropped last year. It was right. it's an amazing heavy hitting album. Again, um, I don't know. If, to me, the only thing holding it back from being a classic, if I'm being honest, is the commercial success. Because to me, on the quality of the of of the album, I feel it's classic quality. So like this can be like a yeah this could be like a hip hop head classic I think because um, I think a lot of yeah. these songs will 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 age very well and that's a, very important when it comes to classic albums so I think that I think that the album itself will age well which is which is a huge factor but yeah man it's it's a dope album it's amazing nine out of ten I I'm totally I'm totally with that uh, I'm totally with that radio I gave it an eight out of ten but you know I feel. I feel everything you're saying, man. Like it's it's a dope album. <laughs> and so, what were your favorites again? Did you mention them? 
Yeah, my favorites was uh, last time that I checked, uh, Blue Laces 2, and uh, Dedication. And I also just love records like Right Hand of God. Um, yeah. I like dope. Loaded Bases with CeeLo Green. So there's just a lot here to pick from, but uh, those are my main records that are that I go to constantly. 100% Will Gill. Thank you for coming on the podcast once again. Um, you're, you're the homie. You're the truth. Um, everyone go <laughs> check out the Hip Hop Review Podcast on, on, uh, on Twitter, on iTunes, on everywhere. They're on every platform. So go check them out 100%. Um, Hip Hop Review Podcast really dope and uh stay tuned because part of the reason that i haven't been dropping content is because me and will gill got something up our sleeves so uh i'll just leave it at that uh stay tuned because it will it will be coming soon we're working on it we're getting it ready and uh when it drops it's gonna be big so stay tuned stay tuned listeners of strictly hip-hop and of hip-hop review podcast if you're from the hip-hop review podcast and you're checking me out because of will gill i appreciate you my name's chris platty you can find me on twitter at real chris platty um again you can find a link to my podcast which is on itunes strictly hip-hop and strictly hoop talk two separate podcasts in one feed one's nba one's uh one's hip-hop obviously that's why you're here now so Thank you. Please, uh, please support it. And again, I, I appreciate all the support you guys give me. And I appreciate the love I get on the West Coast from you guys. Cause statistically speaking, I get outside of my, outside of my home state, Michigan, the West Coast gives me the most love, baby, California. So I got to thank you for that. You, you giving me, you giving me the West Coast stamp of approval, my dude. So I appreciate that. For sure. You, Shout out the best coast, man. <laughs> hey, man, I I ain't mad at it. You know, you know how I feel about West Coast music, bro. You know, I've always ride with the West Coast. I've always said that's the best coast. <laughs> so, I fuck with West Coast music, man. Um, all right, Will Gill, thank you for coming on the pod, man. I'll catch you later. All right. Thank you. All right, stay blessed.